with WYOY in New York. I'm Chris Barlow with a look at this week's news. And what a week it was for political junkies, with the race for the White House heating up after last week's Republican convention in Philadelphia. What? I'm sorry, I'm being told that was the Democratic convention in Philadelphia, but then why were all those people chanting USA, 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 and what about that Reagan guy who spoke, and Michael Bloomberg? Okay, okay, fine, whatever you say. It was the Democratic National Convention. Whew, fat chance. Either way, the Democrats spent the week celebrating Hillary Clinton's balloon-fueled bounce in the polls, while also trying to distance themselves from the ever-widening fallout of the DNC's email leak, which cost two more top Democrats their jobs this week. Republican candidate Donald Trump naturally seized on the opportunity to exploit yet another Democratic email scandal by ridiculing a baby, also Republican leaders, and the parents of a fallen war hero. Basically everyone except for his opponent for the President of the United States, which at this point is something we can only assume Donald Trump remembers he is running for. The GOP's standard bearer spent most of the week alternately disparaging the GOP and alienating its standard-bearing pro-military base. After repeatedly attacking the Khan family, who spoke about the heroic death of their Marine son at last week's convention, reports claim that senior Trump advisor Paul Manafort has stopped challenging Trump's decisions and is, quote, mailing it in, a characterization Manafort quickly denied, as it suggested he was even bothering to get up to go to the post office. Trump pivoted away from his dispute with the Khan family by demanding someone remove a crying baby from a rally on Tuesday, then refusing to endorse GOP House leader Paul Ryan, who Mike Pence then endorsed on Wednesday, adding more credibility to the theory that no one has had the heart to tell Mike Pence who he's running for president with. All in all, these latest developments have Republican leaders so alarmed, some are actively investigating how they could replace Trump on the ticket if he drops out of the race. It's the kind of wishful thinking previously reserved for liberal Democrats. Meanwhile, other Republicans living in reality have begun abandoning Trump, with noted GOP fundraiser Meg Whitman publicly endorsing Hillary Clinton this week. The endorsement revealed that Clinton's campaign has been actively pursuing Republican support, in a move that excites some moderates, but may further alienate Bernie Sanders supporters. But before you think, that's it, I'm voting for a third party candidate, remember that Green Party candidate Jill Stein is a medical doctor who has offered support to the anti-vaccination movement and believes that Wi-Fi might be bad for children. So, while Hillary Clinton is breaking the glass ceiling for presidential nominees, Jill Stein is breaking another kind of glass ceiling by proving that there is actually a doctor less qualified for the presidency than Ben Carson. In national news, President Obama is under fire this week after a revelation that the White House sent a plane full of $400 million in cash to Iran at the same time that the Iranian government released four American hostages. The Obama administration insists that the timing was merely a coincidence, which sounds ridiculous unless you imagine Donald Trump saying it. In terrorism news, a member of the Washington, D.C. Transit Police has become the first law enforcement officer charged with offering material support to ISIS after FBI agents allegedly caught him attempting to pass $250 in gift cards for smartphone apps to the terrorist organization. 
In response, the Department of Homeland Security has raised the Pokemon threat level to red. Since we have no idea how many lures and Pokeballs the Islamic State is now in possession of. The Pentagon insists that despite rumors, terrorists are not believed to have acquired an Articuno. However, they may have enough Squirtle candy to evolve a Blastoise and enough Stardust to power up their Vaporeon. God help us all if they do. Elsewhere in the nation, a Florida woman injured her hand and destroyed her phone when she accidentally shot herself with a semi-automatic weapon while trying to take a Snapchat this week. Experts said it was the most stereotypically Floridian news story of the year until they heard that the woman's aunt tossed the gun out of a moving car window while driving to the hospital, at which point it became the most stereotypically Floridian story of the decade. Speaking of Snapchat, Facebook-owned Instagram unveiled a new feature called Instagram Stories this week, designed to post pictures and videos that expire after 24 hours. The service functions almost identically to rival Snapchat, except that people use Snapchat. Closer to home, New York City Police Commissioner Bill Bratton announced his retirement this week, having successfully achieved his mission of angering absolutely every demographic in the nation's largest city. In a press conference announcing the decision, Mayor Bill de Blasio thanked Bratton for his service and vowed to continue his important work until every New Yorker was disgruntled enough to consider voting for a Rudy Giuliani type again. Taking a look at science news, the National Institutes of Health is lifting a ban on research involving a controversial form of genetic engineering that combines human cells and animal embryos in order to create animals with human DNA and possibly human organs. Scientists hope studying such creatures, known as chimeras, will lead to new insights into the evolution of Donald Trump. And in sports, the Rio Olympics kick off tonight with an opening ceremony in which the Olympic torch will arrive in the host city and be used to light Guanabara Bay on fire, hopefully purging it of the bacteria, sewage, and human remains that have been plaguing the waterway Olympic swimmers will be competing in. That's not to say that Olympians are at risk of catching the plague, but if they do, just remember you heard it here first on WYOY. Now just time for a quick look at the weather. It's deceptively nice out, so rest assured some horrible catastrophe is on the horizon. This weekend calls for a chance of rain Saturday night and light terrorism on Sunday morning. From New York, I'm Chris Barlow. We're off next week, so nobody do anything newsworthy at all until the week after. Promise me. Promise. And then promise me you'll come back to hear about the week after next's news here on W-Y-O-Y. -Y.